0: Latest sensation to hit the news and the newspapers and the TV and print media is the story that maybe Jesus had a wife. Just a few bits of background about this. The papyrus in question certainly does mention a wife and it is Jesus who is mentioning his wife as well. That's pretty clear. The papyrus has been authenticated by very good epigraphers. Uh, They're in agreement this is a genuine early Papyrus, it's in Coptic. It's not in Greek. It's not in Hebrew. It's not in Aramaic. It's in Coptic. What is Coptic? It's an Egyptian language that uses a Greek script, but it is not a Greek language. In this case, it's Sahidic Coptic, which is from the southern part of Egypt. So what do we know about this just from the language issue? Well, what we know for sure is this is not a first-century document because there were no Christians writing in Coptic in the first century A.D., so far as we can tell. The languages that we find in the Bible are the languages that Christians used in the 1st century A.D. It appears to be a document that's yet another fragment from some kind of Gnostic collection of documents. And as such, it probably comes from no earlier than the 3rd century A.D., maybe even early 4th century A.D., although Karen King of Harvard, who has unveiled this, thinks maybe it goes back to the end of the 2nd century A.D. We'll see about that because, in fact, it's a tiny piece of papyri and it's unprovenanced. And what I mean by that is we don't know where it came from. We don't know ultimately where it was taken out of the ground. It has no social context. So it's just a tiny fragment to start with. But the more important thing to say about this is, yes, it mentions a wife of Jesus. It also mentions the mother of Jesus as well. It mentions someone named Mary, so presumably this is Mary Magdalene. And for very good reasons, people have thought, well, this seems to be yet another Gnostic document. What do we need to know about that? Well, the Gnostics were not interested in the historical Jesus. They were interested in the post-crucifixion risen Jesus, and the teachings that he gave, according to them, postmortem, after the resurrection, as the exalted Jesus, whether he was on earth or giving further teachings from heaven. So they're not really interested in whether the historical Jesus was actually married or not. They're interested in the relationship Jesus developed with his disciples after Easter and his teachings that they believe that he may have given after Easter. That's point number one. Karen King from Harvard is very careful to say, and I would entirely agree, this probably tells us nothing about the Jew known as Jesus from Nazareth. It tells us nothing about the historical Jesus. But what it does tell us is that one of these heretical offshoots called Gnosticism thought that they should talk about the wife of Jesus. But does that mean that they thought Jesus was actually married and they were simply historically wrong? Well, The problem is that in Gnostic literature, the Gnostics portray themselves as ascetics. What do I mean by that? I mean they were portrayed as people who saw holiness as associated with abstaining from sex, abstaining from having sexual relationships. They were part of a larger ascetical movement that we also see in Christian monasteries in the third and fourth and fifth century and nunneries as well. Their theology was ascetical. So, does wife actually mean wife? Well, there's this whole other tradition that, in fact, there were monks who went around with what were called sister wives. Well, who are these people? These are disciples of these monks who travel with the monk, and they cook, and they clean, and they take care of the monk, and they do the usual things that a marital partner would do, except... It's a chaste relationship, and it's even called sister-wife in the literature of early monasticism. So the word wife may not mean what we would normally mean by wife in this Gnostic literature. It may simply mean a sister who travels with me as a wife and performs some of the wifely duties a wife would perform, but not with sexual intimacy. In other words, it would be a platonic or chaste relationship. We don't know because we don't have any context. It is a throwaway line. Jesus says, my wife, dot, 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 and we don't know anymore. But he also says apparently about the same thing, my disciple. This person is my disciple. You may think, well, this is deja vu. Sounds like the Da Vinci Code. The truth of the matter is that, of course, the Da Vinci Code goes further than Karen King is prepared to go on this particular document. Uh, The Da Vinci Code really goes the whole nine yards and says Jesus and Mary Magdalene were married and they had children and et cetera, as you may well know. Here's the important thing. The New Testament evidence doesn't support that kind of theory, and neither does this evidence, which is much too late to go back to the first century A.D. It reflects the heretical beliefs of a narrow sect called Gnosticism. When there is an encounter of Jesus with Mary Magdalene, after the resurrection, which is the bit that Gnostics were most interested in, it is interesting that when Mary Magdalene finally recognizes Jesus, she doesn't say, honey, I'm glad you're back. Let's jumpstart our marriage again and read a Dobson book. Nor does she say, my husband, what she says is "Rabuni, my teacher. The relationship historically between the historical Jesus and Mary Magdalene was the relationship of a teacher and a female disciple, and that's all.